This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 519. Great to have your company once again. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're back from attending Apple's launch event in Cupertino, and we'll go through all the product announcements, the iPhone 14, iPhone 14 Pro, Apple Watch Ultra, Apple Watch Series 8, and the AirPods Pro 2. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the new Sony WH-1000XM5 noise-cancelling headphones. Bose have also released its new noise-cancelling earphones, and MG has unveiled its new ZS EV SUV. And we'll answer all of your questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and also Norton, the company that keeps you protected. We are back from the US where we attended Apple's Far Out event. That's what they called it. We'll tell you why it was called Far Out in a little in a little while. Uh, it was held at Apple Park at their at the Steve Jobs Theater, which is on the on the massive campus of Apple Park. And it was pretty much what we expected. A couple of surprises crept in there. Uh, we we uh, sort of picked most of what we we could expect there, but what. What really, uh, I think, was the surprise was the name they gave a few things um, and the the characteristics of a few features as well, which we'll get into some detail also. And the timing of the event, I have to say, and uh, I'm recording this the, the week after I've returned or a few days after I've returned, and while I was in the US, so a day after Apple's launch, I was still in the US, and that, that's when Her Majesty the Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, passed away. And I was just thinking that if that had have happened 24 hours earlier, it would have been exactly at the at the same time as Apple's launch. And I just wonder what – they wouldn't have got any coverage whatsoever because it would have all been drowned out with the Queen. So they're a bit lucky uh, Apple timing-wise there. They got their event in ahead of – uh, the death of Queen Elizabeth and all of the coverage, of course, went through, including all of mine. There was some radio interviews and some TV stuff that I did that just wouldn't have gone on if it had been 24 hours later uh, at the same time uh, if the Queen uh, had have passed away at that time. But they uh, they were lucky with the timing, and here we are talking about it. The first thing I want to talk about, of course, I think is the, the one that everyone's most interested in, that's the new iPhones. The iPhone 14 and the iPhone 14 Pro. Design-wise, not a lot different, although on the Pro, the cameras and the bump are noticeably larger. The 14 compared to the 13, not much change, although there is no longer a, a mini, but there is now a plus. So they've gone from having a 13 mini and a 13, and then into the Pro range to having a 14, a 14 plus, so 6.1 for the 14, 6.7 for the plus, and then into the Pro, 6.1 inch for the third 14 Pro and 6.7 for the 14 Pro Max. I think that's really – I think that's a, that's a win for customers there who previously – especially if you like a large screen iPhone, previously your only choice was to go top of the line Pro Max. There was no other choice. 
now we do have the choice. If you don't want to go all the way to the Pro Max and have the triple camera system and all those extra features, you can still have a big screen iPhone, but uh, the entry-level iPhone rather than having to pay to go all the way. Uh, the the devices uh, are available in new colours as well. That, that, that's one difference we've seen. Design hasn't changed hardly at all, but colour-wise, there are some other choices now. I think purple's now become part of the lineup. Deep purple in the case of the the iPhone 14 Pro. Interestingly, the iPhone 14 still has the previous chip, the A15 Bionic chip. So this is another differentiator for the 14 and the 14 Pro. I think this year, more than ever, there's a larger gap now between the 14 and the 14 Pro. And you'll you'll hear from the features on the Pro why, why that's the case. Now, on the camera side, the 14 and the 14 Plus have 12 megapixel main camera, 12 megapixel ultra wide camera, and they've also got a larger sensor and a faster aperture. So you get a lot more detail and better results in all kinds of light conditions. So an improvement on the camera there. And on the front camera too, the the true depth camera, which is used by a lot of people, especially if you're taking selfies, that is still 12 megapixel but it now includes autofocus for the first time. So now you're able to get all the people in your group in focus and it's going to be a much better image. On both the 14 and the 14 Pro, when you're capturing video, there's a really good new feature called action mode. And this is takes stabilization even further. So there, there's a process there where it, it kind of, uh, it, it's it's got the optical image stabilization, but it, there's a process where it, it kind of crops in the video slightly and that gives it the leeway to move it around and keep it stable. And so this means you can capture steady video without a gimbal. And the results uh, that they showed were remarkable, that what you can do now and how smooth you can capture your videos now without even having a gimbal, which is uh, handy for everyone. Not everyone carries a gimbal when you want to shoot your videos. Now, uh, the 14 Pro, design-wise, of course, uh, look a lot more premium than the 14. It still has that surgical-grade stainless steel, still has that that more more premium look and feel. But I think the biggest change, and we anticipated this, the the, the 14, by the way, still has a notch, a similar d- uh, retina display as last year's 13. But we anticipated the 14 Pro will do away with the notch, and we were right. Now, the gap at the top of the screen, we all speculated, myself included, that there was going to be this pill-shaped gap to allow for the the sensors and the front-facing camera. Now, Apple has done that. There's no more notch on the 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max. And what they've replaced it with is that gap. But what they've called it is the dynamic island. And it's really clever what they've done with this. That that space on the screen where the camera and the sensor are are always going to be blacked out. They're always going to just be static. And other brands just leave it like that. They're just, they're just there. you just got to think, well, okay, that's where the camera is. Uh, we just got to accept that. What Apple's done here is made that space dynamic, hence the name Dynamic Island. And it's, a, it's a, like an optical illusion because what they do now all the notifications are now up in that space right around that dynamic island. So if you're playing music or you're receiving a notification, it uses that space and adds to it 
either side with symbols and, and little animations to give you an idea of what your notification is, whether you're playing music, whether you have face IDs being activated. And the black shape from that little pill actually expands and grows and makes it look like it's actually an active part of the screen rather than just being it's sitting there and not changing at all. I think it's really clever of, of Apple to do that. that. That's that's another differentiator from the 14 is that dynamic island. Now, there's some features also. Of course, the camera is more – it has gone to another level now with the 14 Pro, and that is through the new 48-megapixel camera. And the 48-megapixel camera not only adds more megapixels, but it also has this new quad-pixel sensor. So what that does, it gives it, – it was four times the resolution of the previous one, so 12 times 4 is 48. Quad-pixel sensor means that the light coming in is now going to be handled by four different pixels instead of just one. And the re result of that is a better image, more detail, better, uh, better results in low light. Uh, the other cameras uh, is there's still a 12-megapixel ultra-wide, which also has a larger sensor and the 12-megapixel telephoto lens, which now has 2x zoom as well. So that just adds another another club in the bag for those other cameras. But that 48-megapixel camera with the quad-pixel sensor, you're going to see a noticeable improvement, especially when you're shooting ProRes video, Pro Raw stills. It's really going to give photographers a lot more room to move and to produce just some stunning results. And I've heard all the criticisms from other – from I think Samsung sort of had a bit of a shot across the bow with saying, oh, 48 megapixel. We've had 108 megapixel for how many years? And uh, I hear other people saying, oh, well, you know, they're still not – they're still way behind other brands in terms of the megapixels. And, yeah, they're right. But I think Apple's approach to the megapixel debate is different. They, they're not after the size, uh, the, sort of the number. They're after qu the quality of those megapixels. And, and having more megapixels, I think a photographer knows, doesn't mean a better photo. It means a bigger file. So the quality comes from how the light is handled, no matter what the megapixel camera is. The quality comes from that sensor and how that light is treated on that sensor. And Apple, I think they've taken, rather than heading to 108 megapixel in one leap, I think this is a sensible improvement that can showcase still the quality that you can get from an iPhone. And that's why that's one thing Apple prides itself on. The, 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 the phone, this device should more appropriately be called an iCamera because it's all about the camera. Yes, it makes phone calls and it happens to be called the iPhone, but that's the reason why a customer would decide to go from the 14 to the 14 Pro. 90% of the, that decision, I think, is because you want that much better camera. And that's what the iPhone 14 Pro delivers. A couple of other features that they both have in common, and it's funny to say this, but here are two features that are on that are part of the 14 and the 14 Pro that Apple hope you'll never use. One of them is crash detection. So if you're in the unfortunate situation of being involved in a car accident, the phone with its advanced sensors and new accelerometer can actually detect that and notify emergency services to your location. There is an option. 
like we're going to talk about fall detection in the help desk later, but there is an option that if you are involved, it, you there is the option to say, I'm okay, so it doesn't need to ring emergency services. But if you don't respond in a certain period of time, then emergency services will be alerted and your position is given to them. Your exact position via GPS is given to them. Speaking of GPS, the other safety feature is emergency SOS, which allows users to communicate via satellite to send a message. Now, this is a feature, of course, if you're off the grid, if you're in the middle of nowhere, off the cellular network, and you need to send out an urgent, you're in trouble, you're trapped, you're, you're, something's happened, you're able to send out an, S, an emergency SOS message. Some of them are already pre-populated, like, uh, you know, I'm trapped, I'm, I'm hurt or whatever, and it allows you, it compresses that message and sends it via satellite so that the, the authorities can find your exact location. The phone even gives you instructions on where to point the, the iPhone to get the best connection to a satellite, a nearby satellite. So again, a couple of features that uh, Apple, I hope you don't, they, you'd never have to use, but can potentially save your life in, in, a, in an emergency situation. Now, I think the 14 Pro, of course, too, uh, has the A16 Bionic processor. So the 14 has still has the A15. The 14 Pro, again, another differentiator, has the 16 Bionic processor. And it has a new six-core GPU that's 40% faster. Uh, and again, power efficiency is the name of the game here. And they want that they want the battery to last even longer. And that's what they're promising, new longer battery lives. And so the, the, the end goal is to give you all these great features, but to have that power efficiency that gives you a longer time to use the phone. And I think Apple was saying that the 14 Plus probably has the longest battery life of all of the range of iPhones because of its size, and it just doesn't have to power as many features as the 14 Pro. So good news if you're a fan of the larger iPhone but don't want to go all the way to the Pro Max. The phones have a 128, 256, and 512 gig variants for the 14 and the 14 Plus. The 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max also have 128, 256, 512, and a one terabyte capacity as well. The iPhone 14 is priced from 1,399 bucks, which is $50 more expensive than the iPhone 14, which I, I was expecting that to be higher, that price to be higher, given what's happened in the past year. Samsung, a few weeks back with their Fold devices, managed to keep them at the same price. Apple's only added 50 Australian dollars to their starting prices. iPhone 14 Pro, priced from 1749 bucks, and the Pro Max starting at $899. And there's, of course, no mini, which means that last year, Apple was saying iPhone 13 from 1199 which is the mini, which had a 5.4-inch screen, that's no longer in the lineup. You can still get, though, the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 13. They're still selling that on uh, on through Apple. So if you don't want to get the new iPhone 14 or 14 Pro, they still have the iPhone 13. Interestingly, they're still keeping the 13 mini. That's 1049 bucks, And the iPhone 13 which is from $1,229. So 
So uh, they're still giving you, and they've got the 128, 256, and 512 variants still in the 13. Uh, if you prefer the, they've even got the iPhone 12 still available, which is now from 1049 bucks. So you can get a two-year-old iPhone, which came out two years ago, but it'll be brand new when you buy it, for just over 1000 bucks. And again, that offers 64, 128, and 256 gig variants as well. You can get the 256 gig iPhone 12 for 12.99. So if you're looking to buy an iPhone or upgrade your iPhone from a, you might have an eight, a nine, uh, not a nine. There's no nine. You might have an eight. You might have a 10, 11. You don't have to go to the 14 if you don't want to. There are choices for the 13, the 12, and the 13, which are now cheaper than ever before. And there's also, of course, the iPhone SE, which still has the home button. And that is still, I think, from $719 if you want to jump in there. So that is the iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Pro. Uh, uh, I think a pr- impressive update, I'd say, the, the, especially the 14 Pro. My dream device would be the iPhone 14 Pro Max in the new deep purple color. Bring that on. If you want to take a closer look at the iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Pro, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. All righty, moving on. The other the other surprise, well, not a surprise. We knew there was, there was this was coming. We just didn't know what it was going to be called, the Apple Watch Ultra. So they announced the Apple Watch Series 8, and then they announced the Apple, the new Apple Watch SE. But then at the very end, they thought, hang on, there's one more thing to talk about, and it was the Apple Watch Ultra. And that, of course, stole the show in the Apple Watch section. And this is a new, rugged, 49-millimeter watch face made of aerospace gray titanium with a reinforced screen that is designed to do anything you want, to go wherever you want. So whether you're a, a... uh, ultra, like a, a, a extreme athlete, if you're an athlete or an outdoor adventurer, this is the Apple Watch for you. I think for, for a long time, if you are a fan of the great outdoors and you're mountain climbing and in the snow and scuba diving, I don't think the Apple Watch was going to cut it. It wouldn't be able to keep up. But now with this Apple Watch Ultra, this is designed to go where no Apple Watch has gone before in those situations. And interestingly, the only this was sort of a gap in the market for Apple, uh, I, I thought. And the reason why they've released this product is to get those customers who kind of look down their nose at Apple Watch as a as a fragile little toy that that wasn't up to the job. And now with this addition to the lineup, I think they've really filled that gap dramatically. And I've got to say, I'm a fan. I, I would I would use this. I would wear this. Uh, it, it looks good. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't test it to one percent of its capabilities in terms of the the athletic side of things and the outdoor adventuring side of things. But it's good to know you got it in your back pocket if you are. But you know, if you are, a, you might be a marathon runner, a triathlete, or a mountain climber. You, you love the, in, exploring in the snow. You're a scuba diver. Then this watch is has got your back. It has 36 hours of battery life and up to 60 hours in low power mode. It does give even greater GPS performance as well. So more accurate metrics for serious athletes. And it's got it's got dual frequency receivers. So in areas where there's like tall buildings and other obstructions, 
you don't quite get as good a GPS reading. Well, now you do. So if you're like a marathon runner and part of the course is through city CBDs, some city city locations, your GPS is not as accurate. But now with the Ultra, you do get that accuracy. Now, it's obviously designed to handle extreme temperatures, can be taken underwater. If you're a scuba diver, there, there are all these so many features that can help you. Uh, I think one feature is if you're going, I think you can go to a depth of 30 metres. So if you are coming up from 30 metres, and I understand that there are, there's a, an app that allows you to decompress, so to sort of come up gradually, it'll, it'll give you notifications through a little vibration on your wrist to tell you when you can move up to the next level and those sorts of things. You've got a compass built in. It's even got night vision built in too. So if you want to maintain your night vision, so uh, the, the screen turns red, uh, that helps maintain your night vision also. So that's the Ultra. It is really a, a total total solution if, you're a, if you love the outdoors, you're an athlete. It costs $1,299, by the way. So this is, uh, although that, that's a, 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 in the same ballpark as other extreme watches, sports watches of this kind. And if you're a watch fan, $12.99 is actually cheap if you're a fan of watches, so uh, not too bad at all. Now, the Apple Watch Series 8 itself, that starts at $649, looks exactly like the Series 7. There are some features, some improvements, uh, including a new cycle tracking feature and a temperature sensor. So this is uh, designed to help women track their ovulation more accurately and receive updated cycle notifications. So if you're a woman uh, who's trying to conceive, knowing that accuracy, that ovulation window is really important, and this can really help you if that's what you're after. The Apple Watch Series 8 also has crash detection, similar to the iPhone 14, uh, and has a new, that's got a new accelerometer, so that detects those extreme impacts and runs it through a new algorithm as well. There's also low power mode, so you can extend the battery life to 36 hours. There's a similar mode on iPhone already. Our cellular versions of Apple Watch will also now be supporting international roaming. So if you have your device connected to a plan and you're traveling with it, now it will work overseas as well. So if you left your phone in your hotel room, for example, the call would come to the watch. So uh, that, that's, that's the advantage there. The, uh, the phone, uh, the aluminium models will be Midnight, Silver, Starlight and Product Red. And there is also stainless steel versions in gold, silver, and graphite. Apple's also updated the Apple Watch SE. Same processor as Apple Watch Series 8 and Apple Watch Ultra. So it's 20% faster than the previous model. Also includes crash detection. That's a really nice entry-level way of getting into, into Apple Watch. The Apple Watch SE will start at $399, and that'll go on sale on September 16. The Apple Watch Ultra goes on sale September 23 alongside the Apple Watch Series 8. Actually, no, the Apple Watch Series 8 goes on sale on September 16. So all those dates are all on Tech Guide. If you want to find out more about the watches, check them out, techguide.com.au. Alrighty, wrapping up the Apple event is the AirPods Pro. Again, this was something we anticipated. It's been quite a while since the introduction of the AirPods Pro. Hasn't been a second generation until now. Now, design-wise, they look pretty similar to the previous version, the original version. They do have a new H2 chip and longer battery life. 
So that that gives that H two chip is actually quite powerful because it does deliver better sound quality, better noise cancellation, has things like adaptive transparency, and we'll talk about them in a moment. But there there is improvements and across the board. I actually got a chance to listen to the new AirPods as well. And I've got to say, the quality of the audio was stunning. It was incredibly uh, – a much better sound quality than than there was in the previous model, including better bass. The whole lot, I think they've done a great job to improve it. The uh, low distortion, better bass, That's the whole acoustic experience has really improved. Active noise cancellation, as I mentioned, has also improved by a factor of two. So they've uh, improved – uh, the elimination of ambient sound. The transparency mode, thanks to the H2 chip, now ha- is adaptive. So what that means is that the AirPods Pro, which still have the stalk, once you if you you can go in and out of active noise cancellation by squeezing the stalk. So if you come out of active noise cancellation into transparency mode, transparency mode is like you're not wearing earphones. It uses all the microphones so you can hear the outside world better than your own ears. And the, the adaptive part is when, say, you're going past something like a, a loud, like, you know, like a, a building site or something really loud, the transparency mode will actually turn down that noise so that you can be a bit more comfortable. It'll detect that louder noise and turn it down so you're not getting the full blast through the microphones and through the transparency mode. You can also now personalize spatial audio. Now, spatial audio is being able to uh, turn your head in relation to the sound. So it's like you're at a if you if the sound's coming from in front of you, you can turn your head and, and you get all that whole spatial experience. You can now personalize the quality of spatial audio. And I thought that this was a process where you had to put the earphones in and do some sort of test. But it actually all you need to do is take a photo of the shape and size of your head and ears. So you know when you do you you get a new iPhone you do a face ID scan, so you turn your head around. Well, it's a similar thing with this where you just turn your head and it looks at your ears. That's all it needs to work out the optimum spatial audio for each user. We're all, we're all got different shaped heads and sized heads and shaped ears and sized ears. So that's all it needed was a photo to, to, to look at that. The AirPods Pro now also include volume touch controls for the first time. So you can now... You can slide your finger up and down the stalk to adjust the volume, and it took a little, took about two or three goes to get used to, it, but it's really, really responsive and accurate. So that that's a, that's a bonus there too. Battery life's also been improved to six hours, uh, even when running active noise cancellation, and a total of thirty hours with the case. Speaking of the case, that has also improved. It now contains a speaker. And allows you is you can locate it like an air tag. So if you've lost you misplaced the case, you can now locate it and play a noise through it because through that speaker. Uh, so that's uh, that's another handy feature. There's also a little uh, a, a space on the side to attach a, a lanyard if you want to wear it around your neck or attach it to your backpack, whatever you need there. The AirPods Pro are going to be three hundred and ninety nine bucks. That's the same price as the previous model. They're available to pre order now, and they go on sale on September the twenty third. And just as full transparency, I was a guest of Apple when I went to cover the event. I did travel to Cupertino as their guest. If you want to read more about all of those products, the iPhone, the AirPods, the Apple Watch Ultra, Apple Watch Series 8, you can check them all out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. 
Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. The dark web is an underground part of the web that isn't searchable from regular search engines. It's where cyber criminals buy and sell illicit items and stolen personal information like bank account details, home addresses, credit card information and more. Norton 360 Premium includes dark web monitoring, which searches the dark web markets for your personal details, and if discovered, it will notify you. Norton 360 Premium has multiple layers of protection for your devices, online privacy like a secure VPN and dark web monitoring, all in a single solution. With real-time threat protection to help protect you and your devices from existing and emerging online threats, there's parental control to help manage your kids' online time, school time to manage your child's remote learning, a password manager to generate, store, and manage your password and other credentials. There's SafeCam for PC and SMS security as well. Norton 360 Premium for PCs, Macs, and smartphones or tablets is available online at au.norton.com or an electrical retailer. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Okay, it's going to be a headphone-heavy show. We've got the Sony WH-1000XM5. We just spoke about the AirPods Pro, and we're going to be talking about some Bose earphones in a moment. But for now, let's focus on the Sony WH-1000XM5. Now, these are considered to be among the best headphones on the market, noise-canceling headphones on the market. And I do agree. They're in the same ballpark as the Bowers and Wilkins and the Bose headphones, uh, the Sennheisers as well. These absolutely hold their own. Sony has this tradition of these these iconic noise-canceling headphones. The latest model, the WH-1000XM5, now have a fresh new design. The last few years, they've looked the same. But this time out, they've decided, you know what, fresh new look. But the good news is not only have they a fresh new look, but also an improved sound as well. Design-wise, they do, I think they've gotten, they've softened it up a little bit. They're sort of more curves rather than straight lines. And the it's like a soft touch material as well. Uh, it appears to be plastic, so no metal to be seen. So it's not doesn't look quite as premium. Not, not that that's a downside. It still looks nice. But there's no metal. It's made from ABS, which is uh, from recycled. That's plastic made from recycled materials. You can still feel the quality, though. There is uh, the beautifully soft ear cups and the headband. So comfortable, luxuriously soft ear pads so to find uh, so that you you can you can wear them for hours on end. Uh, the the headphones also they still fold flat and they do come in a wedge shaped case, so it's easy to slide into a backpack or your bag. Uh, you obviously are going to buy these because of the sound quality and that's the reason why these have been favoured by customers over the years and the good news is that the the new 1000XM5 headphones sound even better. There's another, they've reached another level of clarity. I think they, they're, the, the clarity's there, yet they have that, that, that scale to the sound as well. Uh, so no matter what sort of music you like to listen to, if it's classical, hip-hop, whatever you like, rock music, heavy metal, whatever, they can handle easily all the mids, the highs, really they can change gears with buttery smoothness. It's brilliantly done. The bass is also nicely handled also without being over the top. That's the one thing about bass is finding that balance suitable to the music you're listening to and it delivers it based on the demands of the music. 
It's not just the air over the top blaring. That's what I like about these. It delivers it when it needs it and in the right way. The DSEE Extreme Engine, that's been a feature of Sony headphones for so long. This is a, an upscaling technology. So it does upscale your music to near high-res quality. So uh, that's another reason why it's, your music sounds so good. Now let's talk noise cancelling. The WH-1000XM5s are among the best on the market, I've got to say. The, the headphones at this price, and these are $549 headphones, you expect noise cancelling to be incredible, and, and it is. And it's comparable to Bose and Sennheiser, Bowers and Wilkins. It's in the ballpark, I think at the top of that ballpark. It, it, their noise cancelling has always been a, a major feature of their headphones, and this one is no exception. I wore these on my flight to the US for the Apple event, and there and back was uh, the, the easiest thing, the easiest sound for active noise cancelling headphones to delete is the drone of an engine. That's that's pretty common, pretty easy to do that. And I was uh, able to focus on what I was watching and what I was listening to rather than hearing that drone of the engines in the background. So, yeah, whether you're watching stuff or listening to stuff, everything else is just going to fade away. But you also need, of course, the ambient mode. So you can shut off ANC at the press of a button to let the outside world in. It also has speak to chat, which some people are a fan of, others not. You're a fan of it if you start talking, music stops, so you can talk to a colleague, order a coffee, whatever you need to do. Not so handy if you love singing along to the music. So if it hears you singing, it's going to stop the music. Uh, wear detection is another cool one. This was very handy as well because it if you take the headphones off, even taking one ear cup off, will pause the music or the movie you're watching. So in my case, on the, this flight, a flight attendant might come up to talk to me and I'd take an ear cup off and I wouldn't have to reach out and try to fumble and, and pause what I was watching. It automatically does that for me. And, and I, had, I had it connected to a tablet. So it, it, it automatically did that. As soon as I put my ear cup back, it resumed. So didn't have to lift a finger and didn't miss a single second of what I was watching. Now, the headphones, I like this feature, how the headphones allow you to connect to two devices at once via Bluetooth. So this is, say, you're watching something on your tablet and you get a call on your phone, you're able to answer the call and still be connected to the tablet when it's time to resume watching your movie again. Uh, call quality also really, really good, very high quality. I was impressed. And that's because of Sony's voice pickup technology. So it uses the old beam-forming mics and has AI-controlled noise suppression. So you're able to have yourself heard and hear the other person quite clearly. Now let's talk battery. You get up to 30 hours of playback, and that's with noise cancelling turned on. It, if you don't have it on, you get 40 hours. And in my case, I was able to, able to travel to the US and back and be able to listen every minute of each flight without having to recharge the battery. So on a single charge, can fly to the US, the, the west coast of the US, and back again, and without having to recharge the headphones. That's really impressive. So up to 30 hours and 40 without active noise cancellation. The Sony WH-XM5 headphones are available in black and silver. Now, I've got to say silver, which is what I received, looks more like beige to me, uh, but still quite, quite nice. They're priced at 549 bucks. And uh, I've got to say, these do, uh, they're still top of the line when it comes to noise cancelling and, and audio quality. 
And if you are in the market for a, a decent pair of headphones, you might be a fan of the Sony brand. I'll say that you're not going to be disappointed with the these new headphones. If you want to read, read our complete review, check it out, techguide.com.au. Okay, now let's go from headphones to earphones and not just any old company. We've got Bose unveiling their Quiet Comfort Earbuds 2. Now, this is a brand that I've got a lot of time for. I'm a big fan of Bose. They have, though, aboard these earphones, which are smaller, by the way. There was one thing about their earphones that they tended to be on the large side. They're about a third smaller than the previous model. They've been redesigned. They weigh less than seven grams each. So that's one big plus because the other ones were monstrous. Now they're a third smaller. Uh, they also, though, have this new tech on board called Bose Custom Tune. Now this is sound calibration technology that can analyze the shape of every ear and calibrate the earphones to deliver audio and noise cancellation that's just right for you. There's also an ear tip fit kit that comes with it. This is a two-piece system with a stability band and tips that are interchangeable to make sure you get the correct, comfortable, and secure fit. They've even shrunk the case. The charging case of the other of the of the Bose, like the previous model was massive. Now they've shrunken the case down to about the size of every other brand's case now. So that's good that they've they've got the message there. Custom tune sound calibration. What it does, it uses this proprietary tone that's played through a microphone inside the earbud so it can measure your ear canal's acoustic response. So it plays a sound, it echoes back, your ear actually makes a noise back that it picks up. And then that information is used to tweak the audio and the noise cancellation performance. So you're getting sound that is being has been optimized just for you because we're our ears and how we hear they're almost like fingerprints they're unique to individuals so having this technology means that they're going to be just right for yourself and it, you know that little process I just mentioned the, the calibration playing the tone that happens in less than half a second can happen bang instantly and you know the result is a sound frequency profile that suits your unique properties of your ear so the sound hits your eardrum. The sound that hits your eardrum is exactly what the artist intended you to hear. I think that's that's a pretty cool feature. I'm looking forward to getting these in. These aren't out till the end of September, so I'm looking forward to getting this, these into review. Um, so really does improve it. And, and that calibration also improves your noise cancellation performance as well. So it's just another factor that it can use to reduce those those outside noises like near voices, screaming babies, family distractions, other ambient sounds, traffic noise, plane noise, whatever. It does a really good job. Custom Tune is always listening as well, and it can react to changing noises in your environment so you get the best level of noise cancellation as well. Uh, the other benefit of custom tune is better aware mode. You think about it, it can help you. If it helps you, your, your audio quality, it can also help your awareness quality too. So it lets in your surroundings pass through the earbuds so you can hear everything around you. Uh, Active Sense is a new feature that improves the transparency with just the right level of noise cancellation to renew, reduce the noise as it happens. So it's really, it's always on the on the ball there. Uh, there are four microphones in each bud which measure outside noise before being sent to a proprietary chip 
that runs their exclusive algorithm so it can respond with a precise optical signal in just a fraction of a millisecond. That's how noise cancelling works through Bose. There are also capacitive touch controls on both earbuds, so you can play and pause your music, uh, skip tracks, answer and end calls. The earphones have IPX4 rating for sweat and water resistance. They're also Bluetooth 5.3 compatible. Uh, uh, six hours of battery life you'll get with a full charge, and the case itself provides a further three additional charges. And if you have a quick 20-minute charge, that's enough for two hours of playback. The Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds 2. They're coming out on September 29, available in triple black, and will be priced at 429 bucks. So if you're a fan of Bose, check out our story at techguide.com.au. Now, we're all into our EVs around here, and uh, that's EV short for electric vehicle, in case you're wondering. But MG Motor has just unveiled its new ZS EV. MG Motor, by the way, the major sponsor of the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. The This new car is the one of the best value electric vehicles on the market. This is a mid-size SUV, so the new model is pr- priced below $45,000 drive away. So the, that's the Excite model. Its exact price is $44,990, while there's a premium Essence model, and that's got a few additional features, and that's also priced pretty competitively at $48,990, so $48,990. And I think the acceptance of EVs have really taken hold in Australia. I think the sales of EVs, they broke records last year and will continue to grow thanks to cars like this on the market. And this is this is a vehicle that gives you a seven-year warranty. So no, gives you plenty of peace of mind and also has improvements in the charging time and also the range. So here you're looking at an SUV, the, the charging port. So it's had a bit of a, a redesign too. It's really slick looking redesign. The charging port is actually in the front grille used to be behind the MG logo. They've moved it to the left of the logo now, and that allows you to charge it. Having it at the front is a smart move because it, you, no matter what side the charge is on, the centrally located port uh, means you can go to any any spot and have access to it in e- equally, no matter what side it happens to be. The Tesla, my Tesla, the charging port's in the back left corner. So you when you back into a spot, you got to make sure that you're in the in the right that they can reach it. The Tesla superchargers naturally are all in the back back left spots of the of the back left position of each spot, but the some others some others are on the other side. So you either may have to drive your head first or back in. But with the MG, I love how they've placed it in the middle there, front near center, front just off center. But it's a it's a more sensible position to use any kind of charger out in the wild. Uh, the MG SS a ZS EV has the exterior redesign is is really nice. I, I like the look of this new the new model. It's got a bit of a sleeker look. Uh, but the battery technology is also improved. So higher range now of up to 320 Ks and that's up from 263 of the of last year's model. So that that's uh what's that an extra an extra 60 an extra 60 Ks of range just from one year to the next. And the speed of charge is also improved. There's these new capabilities that give you 80% charging time 
in as little as 54 minutes. So if you're on a drive and you you want to recharge, in as little as 54 minutes, you'll get to 80% of the battery. Oftentimes, you don't need to do that. You don't only need to go to half. It'll get you to your destination. Then you can charge when you get there. So that, that's an improvement as well. The new MG ZS EV has LED lighting clusters, front and rear. So it looks quite nice. It's got a smart system on board as well, uh, backed by Amazon's AWS cloud-based system. So this will make it possible to get your over-the-air software updates. You'll be able to control your AC, lock your doors remotely, and even facilitate real-time navigation. So there's as much tech on board as, as ever before. They've even got a new Find My Car parking lot search feature, so you'll never forget where you parked your car. The MG ZS EV Excite and Essence models come in five colors too. Bright and blue metallic, York white, pebble black, Sloan silver metallic, and diamond red metallic. The ZS EV midsize SUV priced from $44,990 drive away. So it's under 45K, you get a full S, full electric car that looks good, has decent range, charges pretty quick, uh, and it'll get you from A to B. I think MG on a winner here, one of the most affordable electric vehicles, one of the best value electric vehicles, I should say, in Australia. If you want to closer, have a closer look at that new vehicle, the MG ZS EV, check it out, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's finely tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au, best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk, proudly supported by our friends at Belkin. Belkin.com forward slash AU. If you're after cables, if you're after MagSafe cases, charging stands, you name it. Belkin has got the accessories for you, including some accessories that will be compatible with the new Apple products we mentioned as well. So check them out, belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, I had a lot of questions about fall detection. And I know a lot of my listeners and readers are, are, are slightly older and they want to have this fail, this system that can detect if they've had a fall and to alert not only health or health authorities, but also their loved ones. Now, fall detection is available, has been available in the latest smart watches, including Apple Watch, Samsung Watch, and basically works with the via the sensors. Now, do you remember earlier we were speaking about the new iPhone 14 crash detection mode? Well, crash detection mode is actually an extension of fall detection. It, it needs to detect a much higher impact. In the case of fall detection, if you've taken a tumble the sensors and the accelerometer in your phone, in your watch can can tell if you've had a sudden drop from standing to laying on the floor and with enough force for it to trigger that fall detection mode. 
Now, what happens if in the event of a fall detection a, a notification? And this happened to me. I, I remember jumping off a ladder and my hand slammed down hard on a surface and it activated the fall detection and it came up to say, you know, fall's been detected and the, the option was, are you okay? I'm okay. And so if you're conscious and you can hit, I'm okay, then nothing's going to happen. If you're laying there still and don't respond within a minute, it's going to alert authorities and also the person you nominate on your contact list. So really good if you, for for maybe people who maybe have elderly parents or they they want they want that sort of safeguard that if they're in the event of a fall that someone's notified they're not just stranded there laying there helpless the 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 call goes out. That's the advantage of having fall detection. And that is our show for this week. Thank you for listening through. Uh, if you need to find out about anything else we've spoken about, uh, you can find more details at techguide.com.au and please get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. Info at techguide.com.au is where you can reach us or click on the Ask Stephen icon on the right side of the homepage. We want to thank our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. Mm-hmm.